Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, Trey, do they have the Pizza Hut buffet up in Bristol, Connecticut? Uh, the, the Pizza Hut buffet is everywhere, as we all know. I mean, it's worldwide. Now, Trey, can you confirm with us? Because it's a weird promotion that we're doing when you hear, hey, come join us. We're going to have lunch buffet at Pizza Hut. But can you help us confirm that the Pizza Hut buffet is amazing? Yeah, it's as amazing as the uh, intro music there, House of Pain, Jump Around. I mean, they're on the same level. I mean, they're the same thing. It's the same level of greatness. That's actually what we're going to play in the dining area in the Pizza Hut uh, the dining album. room. Well, yeah. that's what the we'll need album. to do after we eat the pizza to burn the calories that we consumed. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. See, some, someone's always thinking about caloric intake. Someone's um, always got to go there. Can't well, we just the, enjoy it's got to be the woman on the show, too, right? And with the nude beach being right around the corner, it's going to be interesting. There is a nude beach right across from this Pizza Hut, or at least a topless. Trey, do you want to come? So. You want to join us? Let, let me put it this way. The four words I did not think I was going to hear this morning were nude Pizza Hut Beach. <laughs> Love it. It does seem like Love an odd it. combination to have that beach right there. Tell, tell us here, Trey, okay? Look, you host NFL Live. You're involved, I'm sure, with production meetings and what you guys are going to talk about on any given show. How much juice do the Miami Dolphins have going into this playoff this weekend? Um, yes. <laughs> Like, not a lot, right? Juice, I mean, well, like, like like national attention. Right, I know, I know. Look, yeah, I mean, look, we'll cover the game. I mean, you know, it's going to be part of it. Look, it's the, the hardest way to look at it is that it's, um, you know, they, they had that great stretch down the, down the end of the regular season. And then I really thought that they, they were going to play the, play the Patriots pretty well. And they, they just got behind early and they made a couple of turnovers. The Williams fumble was just a killer because yep. at that point it was a one possession game. I'm like, okay, they're moving the ball a little bit. Things are going well here. And I do think, and I, you know, this is somewhat of my own personal bias. I do believe that I think the only team that, uh, that has a real shot of beating the Patriots is the Steelers. So the idea of them going into Pittsburgh, I think is going to be difficult. Yes. They beat them once earlier i get that but that was the game where ben got hurt it was much earlier in the season the defense for the steelers is playing a lot better right now so yeah i mean look i I give them a puncher's chance but i I do think the steelers are going to win that game well the reason that we're asking you this in part is because we all too by the way we all think the steelers are going to win too well right i mean listen (laughs) we 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 know that our our chances of winning with this one aren't great of course there's some other uh, afc matchups here who you know also maybe maybe not great chances of, of winning the afc one of the reasons that we're asking this question is because we've been discussing this graphic where it was pertaining to the percent chance each team in the AFC has of winning the AFC. And it's not just ESPN. Fox was, Sports did this too. So Fox Sports did the same thing yeah. here. Did the same graphic. And and so, of course, they're listing the chances. And they have all the, the teams. But what's interesting about the graphic is the Dolphins aren't even on the graphic. The Dolphins are a footnote to the graphic. And what's yeah. interesting about that <laughs> is the Texans, they only give a 2% chance of winning. So my question to you is, are the Texans really that much more interesting no than way. the Dolphins nationally? No, no, not even close. No, absolutely not. Not even. You're right. Uh, I, uh, I did not create that graphic. I had no part of that graphic. I am distancing myself from said graphic. Um, uh, yeah, look, I, I certainly give the Dolphins a better. I mean, because the Dolphins are a six, 
and the Texans are a four, that doesn't mean the Texans are a better team. The Texans want a crappy division, and they don't have a, you know, the, I would absolutely say the quarterback situation for Miami, even without Tannehill, is much better than it is for Houston. Yeah, we got Trey Wingo here with us, ESPN NFL Live, of course. Uh, we got the news yesterday that the Hall of Fame finalists were announced, 15 Hall of Fame finalists, and you know we're excited that Jason Taylor in his first year on the ballot is a finalist, and that part's not surprising, but do you think that he's going to get in in his first year? Because it, it's tough to get in your first year. It is, but I think he, he his career was first ballot worthy. You know, there's there's always this big, interesting discussion about the Hall of Fame. Well, is he a Hall of Famer? Is he not a Hall of Famer? And then five years later, when someone wasn't a Hall of Famer, suddenly now he's a Hall of Famer, which I think is dumb, especially in baseball. I mean, you go, yeah. you, some guys go 20 years and they, they finally get in. Like, well, what did they do after they retired for 20 years that suddenly made them a Hall of Famer? To me, there's only, there's only two delineations. Either are you a first ballot Hall of Famer or are you a Hall of Famer? You can't be like, oh, what? If he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, then maybe he's a Hall of Famer, and then maybe 10 years from now he's a Hall of Famer. No, I think that Jason's career is absolutely worthy of a first ballot, and if not a first ballot, then absolutely he should get in the following year. So I, I think it's, it's a pretty solid case for Jason. Uh, you know, I think a couple of the locks that are on that are finalists this year, I think LaDainian Thomason is a lock to get in this year. Yep. And, and I would also, I think Terrell Owens, I mean, I think Terrell Owens should have gotten in last year, so I think he's going to get in this year. And, and the third one that I also think is a lock is Kurt Warner, and specifically to Kurt Warner, Trey, I'm stunned that this year is the third time that Kurt Warner's a finalist. I thought he's a first bout Hall of Famer guy. How come he hasn't gotten in yet? Well, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that had a brilliant but shortish career. Uh, but, but my take on this, I'm with you, is that if you go down the list of the single greatest passing performances in Super Bowl history in terms of most yards, the list reads, one, Kurt Warner, two, Kurt Warner, and three, Kurt Warner. So if you're, if you're asking me about a player and is he at his absolute best, when the stakes are at their absolute highest, that list says it all. I firmly believe Kurt Warner's a Hall of Famer, and I don't think there's much discussion about it. Does Stink try to make a case for Darrell Davis being the Denver guy? Yeah, he does. And, you know, he's an interesting case, too. I mean, uh, much like Kurt, uh, a brilliant but shortish career. And, you know, if you go look at the numbers that over his uh, brilliant uh, seasons, and, and the most important one, much like the Kurt Warner thing, you look at what he averaged during his playoff games, I think he averaged about 120 yards rushing per game, which, which blows away, I think, anybody in terms of uh, the running backs that are in the Hall of Fame, their average rushing output uh, during uh, their, their playoff careers. So much, much along the same lines as the stat I'm using to apply Kurt Warner to the Hall of Fame, you could make that stat very comparable and easily put Terrell Davis in the Hall of Fame. Speaking of accolades, we've been discussing this morning Adam Gase's chance of winning Coach of the Year here. Zaslow thinks that he doesn't really stand a chance against Del Rio. Jack Del Rio. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it's, it's, I'm guessing that it's probably going to go to Jason Garrett or Bill Belichick. Uh, but, yeah, I, you can look, Adam, did it, they started one and three. You started one and three and you lose your starting quarterback and you make the playoffs. Uh, I'm not sure what else Adam Gase has to do uh, to be in consideration for that for that award. And I look, that's one of those awards that there are always there are five. I think that in most cases there are four or five coaches every year that you can make a solid case for. And I wouldn't have a problem with it one way or the other. And I certainly think Adam's on that list. Absolutely, he's on that list. And I think he's probably one of the favorites. We did discuss Jason Garrett. We didn't even bring Belichick. Well, here's the thing with Belichick, Trey. I feel like Belichick is in that same spot as Michael Jordan, where, okay, as long as Bill Belichick's coaching, like, why doesn't he win it every year, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, along those lines, I always said that no matter what year 
he was playing, if Peyton Manning was the quarterback of the Colts, he was the MVP. Because look what happened the year he took off. They went 2-14. and 14, Okay, <laughs> Nothing else changed. He just left. Uh, and so, yeah, look, Bill is, the bril- is, is, uh, is in many ways a victim of his own brilliance. But the way he got that team to go to 3-1, and one, the things he did this year, which I think were very questionable on some levels, uh, you know, trading away Chandler Jones in the offseason, getting rid of Jamie Collins during the season, and to have that defense be the lowest scoring defense in the NFL – and to win those games without Brady, uh, three and one with you know Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, you you're right. I mean, he could win it every year, and I think this year is one of the best jobs I've ever seen him do. And to piggyback that, just think about the wherewithal to bring in another tight end as good as Bennett, knowing that Gronkowski is going to be missing the majority of this season. Like that was another thing that was remarkable to me: the reloading that they keep going on over there in New England. Hey, man, Chris Hogan tried. Remember when Chris Hogan was a wide receiver in Hard Knocks with the Dolphins? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we couldn't latch on there. And then he got a job in, in uh, Buffalo. And Chris Hogan has suddenly become, you know, the greatest wide receiver they have on the Patriots since Randy Moss. It's unbelievable. So annoying. So annoying. <laughs> That's so, another way of looking at it. So yes, that is a annoying. fair point. <laughs> That's how we look at it down here. Back to the Dolphins for a second. You mentioned that. They pretty much have no shot here <laughs> against the Steelers, which they fine. have a chance. Okay, you're, say, a chance. All right, you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Does that, does that chance uh, increase for you in any significant way if Ryan Tannehill is under center? Yeah, it was interesting. I, I guess it does. I mean, but I want to look. You, you better be able to move against that Steelers defense now. I mean, uh, if, if Ryan Tannehill is playing, he can't be a statue back there. I mean, that, the, the Steelers defense for the first uh, – 10 games of the 10 games of the season had 13 sacks, which was worse than the NFL. Since that time, I believe they have the first or second most sacks. So their defense has really picked it up. And if you're going to have Tannehill back there trying to come back from that spraying knee, well, he better be able to move. Matt Moore can move. I mean, the one thing he gives you besides a big, big arm is some mobility. And Tannehill has that mobility when he's healthy. But if he's not healthy enough to get away from that pass rush, I don't think it upgrades you much at all to put him back there. Great job, Trey. We'll see you at Pizza Hut on Monday, all right? <laughs> Nude Pizza Hut Beach. Phrase of the day. You'll be there. Thanks, Trey. Take it easy, man. See you guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.